For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. show here on Hoop Ball Network that is taking flight, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Monday, June 14th, ahead of Game 4 tonight here in Atlanta versus Philadelphia, and I've spent all weekend trying to protect my peace and hold my peace about what took place on Friday night, but damn it. I cannot hold it much longer because one, you need and one content from Hoopball Hawks, and that's what I'm here to do. That's my job. And I'm a man of the people. But two, I have to talk about what we saw on Friday night. I'm going to get in the pulpit here today. I'm going to preach a little bit and do some convicting because it's time for the Hawks to do some soul searching right now. And hopefully, if they do some soul searching, and hopefully they've done it. After the game Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, today, leading up to game four tonight, tip off. They've done some soul searching to figure out what they need to do to try to win a crucial game four tonight here at home. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if they don't win tonight, it's over. That's a God honest truth. They started off so well stealing one in Philadelphia. And then the last two games have happened, which I can live with what happened in game two. But I cannot stomach game three. And I will discuss why after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation. And all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting. But all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is 
is that no cash is required to enter and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. The game Friday night, in my opinion, was probably the most embarrassing performance of the postseason. Purely from an effort, energy, urgency, attention to detail standpoint, Friday night was embarrassing. You're at home. You're at the crib. You want everybody to show up and show out, energize the arena to give you a lift so you can go out and steal game three, and you come out and perform like you did on Friday night. From top to bottom, everyone has blame in this. And I know a lot of people on Twitter, and even including myself, yes, there was a lot of questionable calls against the Hawks on Friday night. They put some key players in foul trouble early, which I said on Twitter, kind of nerfed the Hawks on both ends of the floor. When you have Capella... Collins and Kevin Herter in early foul trouble. One, that limits what you can do offensively at times. And two, it forces the Hawks to put out less than optimal defensive lineups. A heavy dose of Gallinari out there. Who you know he ain't stopping a soul defensively. A heavy dose of Lou Will, who you know he ain't stopping nobody defensively. And it was just a recipe for disaster, which led to the blowout loss on Friday. Some were bad calls. There were some bad calls out there. There was a lot of acting on the part of the Philadelphia 76ers on Friday night. They all deserve some Oscars, uh, Academy Awards, whatever you want to give them. But there were some just head-scratching fouls on our players that we should have just known better. You, you've seen how the referees have been calling games throughout the entire playoffs and in this series. And... No calls on Friday night were as bad as the MVP getting thrown out last night in the Nuggets-Suns game for where Jokic, you know, was swiping at the ball. Nick came in pain in the face. And then now the Nuggets, who are going to lose regardless, even if Jokic was on the floor or not, are playing without their best player, the engine of their offense. And they give a valiant effort after he left, but fall short. And now are getting they got swept, and now they're one, two, three Cancun, like Charles Barkley says. But if you're the Hawks, and as I said, and you've seen how this offici officiating has been in this series, you gotta be smarter defending. You have to be in the right position. You have to defend without fouling. You have to know the scouting report through and through. Know your opponent's tendencies and try to Avoid putting the game in the referee's hands. And at times on Friday night, that did not occur. They let the referees dictate the game, dictate their pace, their strategy, their game plan, everything. And it just kind of nerfed them. But that is just my piece on that. There's a lot of blame on the Hawks. There's a lot of things that you can point at and say, you got to do better. We have to do better. Turnovers. Although the Hawks finished with 11 turnovers on Friday, which was the same number of Philadelphia, 
six to seven of those turnovers occurred in the first quarter. And that, as I said, severely put the Hawks behind the eight ball early in the game. And against a good defensive team in Philadelphia, which I think they're one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, and that is why they're one of my favorites to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and make it out of the East, even with the Brooklyn Nets looming. And now with injuries on that part, we we don't know if they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So Philadelphia is in a good position if they can close this game out to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and finally the process can potentially get to the NBA Finals. But as I said before, against a really good defensive team, if you're the Atlanta Hawks, you got to take care of the ball. You have to be smart with your passes. They have to be definitive passes. They can't be desperation passes, which we've seen a lot of because of the defensive pressure that Philadelphia has put, especially on our guards here in this series. Yes, as I said before, if you're an offensive team going against a really good defensive team in the NBA, if you move the ball, that's going to hopefully get you some open looks to try, obviously, to make those shots to get clean looks. Because if you're not moving the ball, they're keying in on you, honing on you, and now you have desperation shots that are low percentage shots. You got to get high percentage shots, which come from ball movement. And like I said, this is a great defensive team. If you're the Hawks, you have to have more than 15 team assists. That's what they had. <laughs> We've seen Trey Young have almost 15 assists in one game. As a team, they had 15 team assists on Friday night, which is easily a low for the postseason. It's probably a low for the season as well. And on top of that, the 11 Hawks turnovers led to 15 fast break points for Philadelphia. And hey, we got to keep them out of transition. But turnovers... Even though it wasn't a large number like the game before. The game before, game two, they had 18. So they did cut down the number of turnovers in game three. But when the turnovers occur was a killer for the Atlanta Hawks. And I talked about the ball movement. They were moving the ball a little bit at times, especially in that first quarter. But it seems like the Hawks were passive. And they were passing up good looks to try to find someone else because they weren't comfortable in the spot that they were in. And that was in part to the great defense that the Philadelphia 76ers have been playing on the Hawks the last two games. But it also is pointing to the Hawks were just in it. You can see it overthinking and thinking too much in many stretches of the game. And it was pretty evident. You can see them thinking on the court, overthinking their opportunity, overthinking their chances and being passive, and it would lead to some turnovers, deflections, or someone who, I mean, let's say I've seen plenty of times where Gallo, you know, got the ball at the top of the key, and he was trying to do an extra pass to someone who really doesn't need to get that extra pass. If you're Gallo, they're giving you a little bit of space, shoot it. That's going to help the offense out. That's going to stress the defense. And too many times with Herder, Bogey, Trey Young, the list goes on. John Collins. I saw that too many times on Friday night. And they were just, as I said, overthinking. I said going into the series that three-point shooting was going to be a huge key if the Hawks were going to have a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Final. They were going to have to shoot the long ball well. And after game one, in the last two games, the Hawks have shot 32% from the three-point line. The Hawks are going to have to find ways to get good, clean looks behind the three-point line tonight. And I'm interested to see what those adjustments will be. Because if they don't, 
it's over. It's going to be over. Point blank period. Talked about the scouting report. Tobias Harris, who we have to limit. Tobias Harris, who I said is the X factor for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's been averaging 20 plus points the entire postseason. And without Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter to be available to guard him, he's been pretty much getting anything he wants. And he's really been giving this Philadelphia team a lift. 22 points on Friday night. Ben Simmons woke up. 18 points, 7 assists. Embiid is Embiid. The Philadelphia bench severely outplayed the Atlanta Hawks bench. Philadelphia's bench has been poor the first two games. And on the broadcast, they talked about how Doc Rivers really challenged that group. And they rose to the occasion on Friday night. On the flip side of that, the Hawks bench, you got to step up. You got to step up. Danilo Gallinari with another good game, 17 points off the bench. But outside of that, Herter being in foul trouble severely killed that bench production for the Hawks as he only had three points off the bench Friday night. You got to you gotta do better on defensive end Kevin Herter, who has made some leaps and bounds this year defensively, especially with off-ball defense. And he's gotten better on ball as well. I've loved the improvement defensively from Kevin Herter. And he was aggressive on Friday night. But that aggression led to some fouls, and it put the game again in the referee's hands to nerf Kevin Herter. So if you're Kevin Herter this game, you got to be smarter on the defensive end and get your opportunities in the offensive end because we need your production off the bench. We need more from Lou Will. He had eight points on Friday night, which is not a bad night off the bench, but it's not the Lou Will that people have come accustomed to. We need a big game from him. We need continued production from Gallo. We need the production that we had from Kevin Herter up to until game three on Friday night. We need that. John Collins did his thing. 23 points, seven rebounds. Trey Young, 28 points, eight assists. Shot pretty well from the floor. Bogey didn't shoot bad from the floor. Had 19 points. But as I said, that three three-pointers made threshold that lends to the Hawks winning. Again, Bogey only had two made three-pointers on Friday night. Coincidentally, Hawks lose. Capella, 8 points and 16 rebounds. So when you look at that, we need more production off the bench. The starters, they did what they were supposed to do. We are missing DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish badly this series. DeAndre Hunter going out with the torn meniscus was a huge blow this series, especially on the defensive end and with the production Offensively, as I said before, when he went out midseason with an injury, he was second or third on the team in points per game. And then you have Cam Reddish with his length, his athleticism, and his interchangeability as far as guarding multiple positions. We are missing both of them because the production out of the small forward position for the Hawks this series has been the biggest issue for the Atlanta Hawks. We missed them. And this is no knock. Or no offense to these two guys, but Solomon Hill and Tony Snell are not starters in the NBA. They are role players. I'm sorry to say it, but they they aren't. They aren't starters. And and anytime you have to start either of them in place of two young up-and-coming players and DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, it doesn't bode well from you. Especially when those two players that we're missing are good on the defensive end. They're confident offensively. Even though Cam Reddish isn't as consistent as DeAndre Hunter, he still has that confidence. 
Tony Snell had a lot of confidence, but we haven't seen the Tony Snell from midseason. He hasn't returned to that form. Solomon Hill is not uh, touted as a great offensive player. And fans have been complaining on Twitter, why is Tony Snell out there? Why is Solomon Hill out there? Because we have to have them out there. We have to, and it sucks because we don't have DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. It absolutely blows that we cannot have them out there. But we have to work around it, and we got to get more out of them. If you're Solomon Hill, if you're Tony Snell, you're veterans, you take pride, you don't want to go home, you don't want to lose this series, one of these two is going to have to step up, whether it's on the defensive end or on the offensive end, making three-point shots. We'll see what's going to happen between those two, but the small four position has been our Achilles heel this series, and the Philadelphia 76ers are attacking it, and Tobias Harris is barbecue chicken all day grilling the small forwards for the Atlanta Hawks right now. And as I said before, the biggest thing that was a disappointment was just for the Hawks, you come home. You come home from Philadelphia. It's a 1-1 series. You have a sellout crowd. And at no point on Friday night, no point were you the aggressors. At no point did you have control of the game. Their energy, effort, hustle, attention to detail, and their overall fight at times were lacking in Game 3. And that right there was the most disappointing thing to me. You have to put a better product out there, especially in front of your home crowd. Especially with an opportunity to take control of the series in Game 3 in front of your home crowd where you've defended home court beautifully the entire year to just go out and put a dud out there. You get behind the eight ball early because Philadelphia has been in the aggressors with their starters and their bench, and they're just dominating you. You're playing catch up the entire game. They did the same thing in game two. They got behind the eight ball, and you're playing catch up, and then you lose steam at the end. Same thing happened in game three. You have to come out and punch the Sixers in the mouth. You're going to have to figure out something offensively. You're going to have to have ball movement. You're going to have to get clean looks from the three-point line. You're going to have to go for loose balls, rebound the ball, score in the paint. You're going to have to defend. You're going to have to, if you're if you're seeing them trapping and pressuring our guards, if you're at the small forward position for the Atlanta Hawks or the bigs, you have to make yourself presentable so they get have an outlet to keep the offense going instead of forcing turnovers. It, it has to come, and it has to come tonight. It's put up or shut up time. Put up or shut up time. It is time for some soul searching. And it's time to have a come to Jesus meeting. Things will have to change tonight for game four. If not, it's over if they don't win tonight. So, yes. Philadelphia, which Glenn Willis on Twitter. Shout out, Glenn. He said this. And, I mean, this is fact. Timeline-wise, as far as for the development of our team, Philadelphia is ahead of us. They've been trusting the process for several years now. And now they're knocking on a door to obviously getting to the Eastern Conference Finals and potentially moving on to the NBA Finals. They've been building up to this moment. This is the first year that the Hawks have had a team that's competitive to potentially get themselves further and further into the playoffs. So they have a direction and a heading going forward, which they're going to have to answer those questions this offseason. 
So in my opinion, this is phase two of development. Phase one was the young guys, the young pieces. And then phase two was obviously this off season. And now they're filling out, fulfilling, sorry, phase two right now, heading into phase three, which is this off season coming up. But if you don't want to go home yet, you don't want to go to Cancun or wherever your vacation destination is yet, it's time to show some pride tonight. And the Hawks, time is ticking. It's 9.55 a.m. on the East Coast right now as I'm recording this. You play tonight at 7.30 on TNT. Philadelphia's a three-point favorite. What you gonna do? Who's gonna step up? Are you gonna show out? We'll see. Those questions will be answered tonight. And it better be to the liking of me and all the other people who are supporting the Atlanta Hawks here in Atlanta. Atlanta pull up. The broadcast called you out as far as fans and how you showed up on Friday. If you are able to be there, you show up, you show out, and you show the broadcast that this fan base gets behind the Atlanta Hawks. And if you're the Hawks, notice that, recognize that, and give the people what they want. Just like I give the people what they want here in this program. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. As I said before, phase two of the development, the development right now. You're getting in on the ground floor. We're going up to the penthouse soon. This team is going to be built to win in the next five years. I'm calling that now. So, it's great that you're a part of this program now. Follow the team. Follow myself. It's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be good times and bad times, just like bad times on Friday night watching this team. But it's all part of the game, baby. So share this podcast with fellow Hawks fans, Atlanta sports fans, NBA fans, fan fans, uh, blowing fans. It don't matter. Share this podcast with everybody. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. Follow myself on Twitter, Brad Jarrett 67 That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. Sheesh! It's go time tonight, baby. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.